for the first time in forever, we have everyone back in studio in real life. Not in real life. No. We'd say in real life we mean something else, but you know it's what I mean. because the new version of real life is any sort of FaceTime, because that's where we're at. Yeah. So it is real life. It is real life. I just can't reach over and touch Nate. Yeah, yeah that was that was weird. Nate, did you know that Emily has become a farmer? I, I've seen I've seen the uh, she's she's developed quite the green thumb recently. We'll see. I mean, yeah. they haven't died. If that's what you mean. Well, hey, listen, that's a success in my book. If you can make it through the first couple of weeks, uh, I think you'll be okay. Uh, do you have any exposure or any experience with Emily's um, lack of green thumbness? Because this is a this is a very real conversation that happens pretty frequently at my house. That um, how many hanging baskets have we been through? This is year eleven that we've been married. We don't talk about how many hanging now. baskets. Seriously, Dave, how <laughs> many how many hanging baskets do you think we've been through? Uh, forty? No, <laughs> no way. Sixty? It's, it's not that high. I was gonna say twelve. Four hundred? I was gonna say twelve. Babe, it's more than twelve. We also one time I bought some kind of herb to keep by the sink in the kitchen, which is hilarious because there's literally not one single window in our kitchen, and somehow I thought it would just live there forever, but it sure died quick. <laughs> <laughs> She she's bought air plants before that have died with like right. without air somehow like she suffocates them. I anyway, she kills she, flake plants type of situation. Yes. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I think you may not know about me and him is we used to work together like every day, day in day out, and now we don't. So we do different stuff. So like right. we were looking for something fun to do together, and gardening was a thing that she brought up. And she's like, "How do you feel about gardening?" I was like, "I love gardening. I've gardened before." Your dad is the OG gardener. Yeah, he's uh so his dad always had a garden. And so my dad when he, you know, when he could, he always had a garden and we always had stuff growing and we eat collards and squash and beans and we did watermelons one year but the raccoons like literally opened them up and scooped them out like an ice cream scoop. We walked outside the next morning and they were literally in half. And both halves were like cleaned to the rind. I mean, wow. as clean as you could get them. It was unbelievable. So That's Emily, terrifying. <laughs> Emily was very concerned about predation on her garden. Right. And so, can, what's would, predation? Would you like to describe the garden for everyone? What listening? is predation? Like, like something preying eating on it. your plants, eating oh, your plants. I was so foraging we, would be the better word. We, I chose a, well, I, I chose the only sunny spot in our backyard that gets full sun all day. Cause I did some research of course on the internet and, and they were like, if you're doing a beginner garden, it's a great way to do it is to use, what are they called? Mason block, not cinder blocks, cinder blocks. Cause they're super cheap. Okay. And, and right. they're the they're right height. They're like eight inches tall. And that's about all you need to do a raised garden. Okay. And we just happened to have a boatload of them stacked up behind our shed. So nice. I, I built like a, it's like a three by six. It looks like a grave. Um, and, and out of the cinder blocks. And so I planted marigolds in all the openings of the cinder blocks around it. Cause they are pest. They like, right. You know, I'm I'm using my hands to make a repelling motion. Oh, everyone my, can see you. My know, words exactly. don't work. Yep. Um, and then I've got zucchini, tomato, yellow baby tomato, 
yellow grape tomatoes, red grape tomatoes, and then I have, oh no. Come on. Sugar baby watermelons on the other side. Nice. Okay. And everything is just growing. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it's working. I, I did them from seeds, Nate. I didn't buy these yeah, plants. Yeah, no, started. that's great. Like I had a freaking peat pod and I put a seed in it and I prayed. And then, then there was growth. It was the craziest thing I ever saw. It's kind of amazing. It is amazing. TLC, a little bit of TLC will do to a plant. And you know what? My soul, I have never felt better in my life than when I... It's a great feeling. (laughs) Like I've had a garden. I've had a garden a couple of times up here. And when it works and you're like, like we had cucumbers one year, we literally couldn't keep up with them. Like every day I was out there picking cucumbers. I had to pickle so many cucumbers because we just couldn't use them all. Yeah. And it's just like such a good feeling. It's like you put the time and effort into this and you are reaping the rewards like direct rewards of your effort and it's 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 just fun it is fun but it's also like there's some kind of weird it's like this beautiful blend of order and chaos and going out there every day and like putting your feet on the ground like on the earth and like getting your hands in the dirt it is like why is that so primal why is it so good yeah i had never felt so at peace it's very similar to honey, like in that yeah. in that you're out in in the world that you're supposed to be in. You're doing yeah, this maybe. most base thing that Plus, you're supposed to be you doing. You know, they say men are hunters, women are gatherers. So maybe I'm like actually tapping into that part of myself for the very first time, and it's just like <sighs> yeah. now now all I can do every time I walk out there, I'm like I could make this whole section of our yard gardens. Like I could feed yeah. the neighborhood. Yeah, I could so the world. we've had a lot of conversations about how many raised beds we could fit in our one acre lot. <laughs> um, yeah. Listen, you can grow a lot of vegetables on that type of land. I'm telling you. Uh, the The other kind of story that I wanted to share is, first off, I think Emily is now looking to join like Florida Cattlemen's Association or something. Like she's right. She's like, can you give me Matt Pierce and yeah, Brad I Pierce's need a grant. number? I like, need a grant. Yeah. So she can. Florida, so she Florida can, Growers Association, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but this is this is a real conversation that happened the other night, and I actually had to give her my phone and let her text Matt Pierce, um, because what happened was someone posted on her social media and said uh, the rabbits are going to get into your your garden. <laughs> I forgot. And about so it. she she was very upset about it. And if right. you know, if you know Emily at all, if you're thrifty with Emily, this is Emily Thompson. Um, I'm Travis. That's Nate talking over there. Um, this is the Castle West Florida podcast, which is not usually Where we about, talk about hunting and fishing stuff, right? Yeah, and yeah, or continue and or gardening or Taylor Swift or yeah. whatever. So back during duck season, Harry Huff gave me a bunch of bull panels. You know what a bull panel is? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this, you don't know what a bull panel is. It's a it's heavy galvanized wire made so you can make like a fence or an enclosure for bulls to stay in. And so the holes in the wire are probably, you know, six inches by eight inches or something, eight inches right. by eight inches. They're, they're substantial. So Emily, being the thrifty person that she is, says, so I'm worried about rabbits. I'm worried about bunnies getting into my garden. I'm going to build a fence around it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, how mm-hmm. are you going to build a fence? I'm thinking we're going to buy chicken wire or something. Sure, sure. She goes, well, I'm going to use those bull panels out there. <laughs> and in my head, nothing even registered. I just went about my day. And about four hours later, I said, wait, what are you doing? And she said, I'm going to build those bull panels. Like I've measured it out. I've designed it out. Like she did. She had like schematics 
for how right. she's going to put bull panels around this garden, which would really only serve one purpose, and that would be to keep a bull out of this right. really bad garden. <laughs> right, right. It might do a hog. It might yeah. keep a hog out. You know, we don't have a whole lot of bulls on our on our two and a half acres that we have today. Um, you mean you don't have free ranging cows throughout yeah. your neighborhood? We, no, no cattle. Actually, we did have a free range cow the other day, but it, it escaped <laughs> from somewhere else. But so this is where we're at in the gardening saga. Then she was like, well, I'm going to double them up so it'll yeah. reduce the size of them. So the bunnies can't okay. get through it. I'm like. I don't think you know how bunnies work. They're like they're yeah. like jello. They're like octopus with fur. Yeah, like they, they can, they can through squeeze anything. through some stuff. Yeah, they can squeeze through some stuff. Anyway, this is where we're at in our gardening journey. And um I'm hopeful. It's the off season people. Uh, yeah. Can I'm, you tell? But here's what I what I love is that I think that we've positioned this garden in our in our um, backyard. So my neighbor is 175 years old. His name's Mr. Don. And he carries. He's exactly a, as grumpy as that sounded right there. <laughs> he carries. <laughs> he carries a tiny. I'm. I'm holding my fingers like maybe four inches apart. A tiny pistol in his pocket. A at Saturday all night times. special. And the other day, I was working from home, and I was like on a Teams call, and I had my back door cracked open, like enjoying the weather. And it scared me and the people I was on the team's call with because you could hear the gunshots firing <laughs> <laughs> in my neighbor's backyard. Anyway, Mr. Don has a huge garden in his backyard, which is adjacent to my backyard. So I positioned my garden closer to my house, but also on the same side of the, our yards as his garden. So I'm hoping that the animals will go to his garden if they're hungry and just ignore mine because it's so tiny and it's so much closer yeah. to my house. Y'all y'all should compare notes. I bet that dude's got some knowledge he can drop on you I about can't. some gardening. Yeah. He's mad at me. He's just really grumpy. He's so mad at me yeah. right now. We met well, is a whole story. But there's, a, there's a whole yeah. story there. But he did give me a bag of Persian limes the other day, so maybe we're friends again. Yeah. He, anyway, the 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 real value in all of that is that you're ensuring that Mr. Don is going to do predator control for your garden. He so we don't know with, it. A, with a uh, 22 long rifle Derringer. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, yeah. That doesn't even have a trigger guard. Like it looks like something they took yeah, off yeah, yeah. like one of the founding fathers. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It looks it's, like it's something you would you would signal <clears throat> the start of a of a Boston Tea Party or something. Right. It's the sleeve pistol. You can just whip it out of your sleeve. And- yeah, that's exactly right. Like that dude in Justified. Corals. It's smaller than that one though. Oh, it's perfect. It's incredible. So there you go. Now everyone is up to speed on gardening. Emily, you were not here for the last podcast that Nate was on with us. And he had some big news that he shared with the people. Was it about uh, Nate's growing things too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Wow. Um, that was, un- I'm uncomfortable with that. I am too, but it came out. <laughs> <laughs> how's everybody doing there? How's Marshall? Everybody's James? good. How's, how's special K? Marshall J- MJ. Yeah, I was thinking more Michael Jordan, but thank you. That's what I was thinking too. So everybody's good. Everybody's feeling good. Little dude's growing well, healthy so far. Everything looks good. So we're we're excited. Good deal. That's awesome, man. Emily was unsubscribed, so I'm sure she hasn't listened to that podcast with us yet. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Much like my dad, who I spoke to my dad the other day, he swears he's still unsubscribed from this podcast. Right, of course he's he is. like, he's like Travis. I need you to get in my phone and resubscribe me because I'm unsubscribed from you guys. 
He, he those are, those are, this is a real conversation we had. And yeah. I said, Dad, I'll do that later. And I'm never going to do that. <laughs> I love my dad, but there's we, no, no point listen. revisiting that. Ha, have you been doing anything outside? Mm, no, it's been pretty rainy up here recently. So not a whole lot. We did go to, we just got back from San Diego. Um, <clears throat> we visited some friends out there over the weekend. Um, and I get the appeal, honestly. The weather's beautiful. It's like the vibe is really cool. This is, but I, God forbid, if I, I'm about to probably do this, but God forbid if I spend six dollars a gallon on gas. Um, <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, so that's what we've been doing. We walked a lot. We walked down to the beach. The, our friends live like three blocks from the beach, so we'd walk down and look at the Pacific Ocean and hang out. And, Dang, you, that's awesome. I've never been, been to, to the West Coast. You've been to California yeah. twice in a calendar. I know. Year. It's, un, it's unprecedented, really. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm a little uncomfortable with this. Like, you, you're going to California more than you're coming to Florida these days. Uh, you know, you're not wrong about that, actually. I, I, don't, I don't love that one bit. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Let's see. Um, do, are you about to share from your farmer's almanac? I did bring my fa- farmer's almanac in case we do show and tell. <laughs> okay. Let me, I'm sorry. I don't want to backtrack too much here, but I, I do want to say this. M plants these seed pods and she's like, I'm going to put them in the ground. I'm like, you need to check the almanac. And she's like, no. I'm like, yes, you have to check the farmer's yeah. almanac and see what day you it's plant It's the them. Bible. It's the Bible of planting vegetables. Thank you. So two, two, two really important things here. First, she didn't believe me on that. So I ordered her one and she's like, maybe I can find it online so we don't have to pay for it. It's $4.97 to buy a farmer's almanac. This is this is what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. Second, and you got to buy one every year because they come out with a new one every year. Second thing that was super right. fun is Will hates the Farmer's Almanac with the Fire of a Thousand Suns Absolutely. because it's so unscientific to him. Like he he gets so mad when she talks about she can't plant these plants until March first or whatever it is. Yeah, it's right. gar- it's gardening by the moon, and he's like, "What does the moon have to do with gardening?" And so I Listen, tried to explain it to him. I tried to get him to read it. It's right here in the book. The crazy, the the crazy thing about the farmer's almanac is they're scary accurate about weather patterns too, like scary accurate. Mm-hmm. Like if they say it's going to be a cold winter, it's probably going to be a cold winter. Like yeah. if you say, if they say it's going to be an active hurricane season, it's probably going to be an active hurricane season. So like, it's I'm glad you accurate. brought that up because I was just perusing the weather forecast for April, and it looks like. I'm thinking April, late April, we might see something spin up in the Gulf of Mexico here, according to the Farmer's Almanac. This is wow. this is where we're at. You heard now. it here first. I folks. think it might be an early hurricane season. No, if that's <laughs> if that's true and that's accurate, it makes me wonder then why we even have weathermen. Like, and also, who is the author of the Farmer's Almanac, and it's why is that in here. dude in just in charge of stuff? There's a whole like bio section of the guy who originally did it and who's carrying on now that he's passed. Also, the first named storm of the 2022 year is going to be Alex. Wow. Like in my brother-in-law. Like our brother-in-law. Delighted. I'm delighted with Emily. She carries this farmer's almanac around with her everywhere. Yeah. I do. It's always with her. And it's just, it's changed the complete complexion of our house. I had no idea. Listen, I learned about uh, Mercury retrograde, why we call it that and the impacts it has. I, I had no idea. Um, 
Let me see what else is in. I'm here. starting to agree with uh, Will on the whole, like Listen. it. Oh, there, there's a whole section in here that tells you. Is like, there a whole section about Scorpios too? And yes, what they are there's feeling a, right now? a ton of astrology stuff in here. But what's crazy is they have. <laughs> listen, you might want to get one of these. <laughs> yep. I'm on the wheel train now. I'm on the wheel train now. Listen, Sorry, I'm out. Okay, okay, let me just finish, and then we can be done with it. But the they have the best days to do things in 2022 according to the phases of the moon. So, for example. Today is March 8th. Okay. At the time of this recording. At the time of this recording. Um, what is something that would be good to do on this day? Let me look. Let me look. Remember, it's a family show. Yeah, there's nothing. But they have like parenting things in here. So, for example, potty training. Great days to do that in March are the 1st, the 2nd, or the 22nd through the 30th, according to the Yeah, moon. I'm out. Out. Burn it. <clears throat> Listen, you know this, though, Nate. You know there are days when you could take dirt out of a hole. And put it back in the hole, and it doesn't I, yes. fill it up, or it overfills yes. it. I think I think there's something to do with the whole planning times, moon phase. I I think there is something to do with that. But when it starts talking about how it affects my child's potty training, I'm out. I'm totally out <laughs> on that. <laughs> Listen, I'm we're done. getting we're getting you guys one for your shower. We're getting you a farmer's <laughs> okay, almanac. Thanks. So we can like yeah, we we'll make sure we uh, for follow the guidelines for parenting. They, well, they also, there's the fishing calendar in here. So I've been reviewing the island dates and I am circling the best fishing conditions are June 2nd. So we won't be there kay. then. We won't? No. Oh, no. <laughs> nope. Well, we're not going to have good fishing according to. It'll be fine. The farmer. So, so I have like, I have a couple of quick hit things I will follow up on that are Florida fishing and hunting related. If you're still listening at this juncture in the show. But I think you guys will find this pretty fascinating. So I went to the FWC commission meeting last week. Real quick, Tampa is going to be an awesome city whenever they finish building it. Because mm-hmm. it, what a nightmare to get around. Like, let's, this is not, it is on FWC, but really I don't think this thought went through it. But they did it at the convention center. Dude, I would rather get a root canal than drive to the convention center again. Like, it's mm. bad. So... Um, they had a couple of cool things came out of it. First thing was, did you see the Goliath grouper stuff? No, Nate, you're on a, you're on a, you're doing a Lent I'm fast. On a, I'm on a hiatus right now. So you gave up social media for Lent? Correct. So when, when do you get to come back? Whenever Easter is. So I don't know when Easter is. I'm embarrassed to say, I don't uh, know. About a month, about a month from now. 17th, weekend of the 17th. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So. Did you see about Goliath Grouper before you started your... I, yeah, I did see some of that. Yes. Okay, so uh, Florida's reopening Goliath Grouper for the first time in 35 years or something. For um, billions of dollars, apparently. Uh, 150 bucks. So I'm going to apply for a tag. Just FYI. Okay. I'm applying for a tag. Yeah. 150 bucks. You can keep one Goliath in the slot. Uh, 150 plus a $10 uh, application fee. Um, which I told everyone back when they talked about it last year that they would come down on the tag fees because everyone was freaking out because it was 500 bucks. Right, right. And everyone's still like, well, it's still a lot of money for the slot. I'm like, show up at the freaking meetings. Like I've been to at least two or three of these meetings where Goliaths have been discussed. And there's me, Trip Ackman from CCA, and then 652 people from the dive community in Palm Beach County that all have named every Goliath on every reef and don't know why you mm-hmm. would ever want to harm Fluffy or George. Right. And it's so I'm like, the slot had to be a compromise to get the season reopened. 
like we're going to have to live with the slot a little while until we can kind of show some data on these harvests and that they're not harming things and everything else. But I was really proud of FWC for reopening that season in the face of a lot of pressure to not do so. And when I say pressure to not do so, Jacques Cousteau, Jacques, Jacques Cousteau, Jacques, we're doing a podcast over here. (laughs) Sorry. That was, that was a lot of, a lot of, a lot of more. Jacques Cousteau weighed in and, against the Goliath grouper fishing guy Harvey weighed in and asked to keep Goliath group. I mean, these are not like Nate and I didn't Travis. Know Jacques Cousteau was still alive. I thought he's going to be like 480 years it's old. It's like, it's like his great grandson or something. I don't know. It's okay. still the, the Cousteau name. It's the, the legacy deal there, but right. this is not Nate and Travis showing up and weighing in. These are like some, you, Heavy can, buy, hitters, right? you can buy these guys shirts at bells. That's where right. we're, that's where we're at in the conversation. So, um, I was really impressed. FWC went ahead and did what I felt was the right thing, which is turned it on very cautiously. Um, 200 grouper can be taken $150 for a tag. Like I was really proud of them. I thought it was a good, yeah. I, I thought it was a good program. Um, the other one that came up that I thought you guys would think was pretty interesting. And you're going to find this one a little more fascinating mm-hmm. because we started talking about it the other day and we never finished is they're changing the way they're doing redfish management. And so forever and ever and ever, we've used the number escapement, the escapement of redfish. It's almost like a spawning potential ratio. So for there to be a sustainable number of redfish in Florida, the escapement number has to be 20%. So FWC targets 40%. And that's the number of redfish that grow out of the slot, meaning they didn't get caught and harvested. In Southwest Florida today, it's 72%. So it's way over what is required to be in the in the right. data so to speak to have the fishery open so you can keep a redfish the problem is and this was heavily in the guides community um they pushed back hard on using escapement as the only metric because that's a snapshot it's in the rearview mirror we're not looking forward and there, there's some truth to that although i think there's i think that's kind of true in all wildlife management like all of it is kind of a best guess based on all the information you have right but um, they pushed back hard. FWC listened. They went back to the drawing board. And so they've developed a new kind of management regime that I think is a disruptive thing in a really cool way. And they're going to look at escapement still, but they're going to look at uh, fisheries. I think it's called fisheries index management or uh, that doesn't sound right now. I'm saying it's called film. But it's basically indices of relative abundance. So it measures like juvenile populations and then how many survive big enough to eat a hook and things like that. We're right. looking at some habitat metrics. How much mangrove is there today in Charlotte Harbor? How much uh, seagrass is there in Charlotte Harbor? They're looking at harmful algal blooms. Algal blooms. Um, has there been a red tide incident? What's the water quality? So they've got all these metrics they're kind of bundling together. And where I was trying to go the other day when we, you and I were talking about it, Em, is I described it as they've almost built a dashboard. See, and Nate works in IT too. Like this is a this is a pretty common term in the in kind of the business world. You've almost built a dashboard where you can take a glance at it and say, should we have red fishing open or not? What is our risk? What is our you can do an assessment a lot easier with this kind of compilation of data. And I was really impressed with it. I thought that's a really creative way to go about doing it. I was really uncomfortable yeah. when they started talking about it, but I'm really impressed with how they're going about doing it. Cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So is it is it like published anywhere where people can see it or 
so today you can see the kind of the plan and I say the plan, the slideshow that they showed mm-hmm. that talks about the data that they're going to use, the metrics they're going to use. Okay. Um, fishing pressure is one of them. Fishing effort is one. Like how many redfish are caught per angler per hour. So, um, but they'll begin rolling that out. I would think in the next three to three months to a year. And it'll take some time. I'm sure it won't be perfect on day one. But I really like seeing that. Because selfishly, the other side of me says we don't pay that kind of attention to game species, to right. to other areas of wildlife management. Yeah. But if we could establish that, you know, five yeah. set a precedent with one and then move it into other stuff. Yeah. Five like five years ago, I stood in a spray meeting when I was big time anti spraying and said we should have a dashboard for these lakes, and if they don't meet X number of metrics, we shouldn't treat them. And if they do, like, then they get treated within some kind of range. And if they are fine, they can get treated willy-nilly kind right. of launch. Um, I think I oversimplified that a little bit, but I still like the idea of having a dashboard of a lake that says, this is how many birds we counted on it this year. This is how many are waiting birds are nesting on it. This is how many frogs we got, or amphibians. This is how many reptiles we got. This is our water quality numbers. This is our nitrogen, our phosphorus. Mm. And allows all that to kind of fold into management decisions. Uh, I, I just think that's that's how the world works now, right? I mean, you guys use data to inform decisions every day all over the place. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I was excited to see that. I thought it was pretty forward thinking by the agency, and I was ex- I was pretty pumped about it. Yeah. The other, the last thing I'll talk about really quick was um, there were several speakers that showed up at the commission meeting. Um, from our kind of community to speak on various hunting fishing items. I was really proud to see that. Uh, Scott Pinko was there. Peter Curry was there. John Schiller was there. Andy Braddock was there. Um, Apopka came up quite a bit. And I don't really know what's going on with Apopka beyond what we already knew. So I will say nothing has changed because I've not heard anything has changed. But one of the commissioners made a remark about maybe pausing on a popka. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they can do that. I, I just don't think it's, I'll say prudent, given given kind of where we're at in the conversation and, and how that lake looks moving forward. I just, I don't think they're going to be able to pause on it. But what I was going to say was I was really proud to see so many people show up, walk to a microphone. You know, a lot of them pinged me and were like, what should I talk about? What should I talk about? And I'm like, well, what do you want to talk about? And they all came right. up with their own comments. And I'm like, it's so important to take a day once a year, twice a year, and avail yourself of this process that exists for you to engage with these people. And, um, man, I was I was, uh, I was, was really pretty pleased to see that because there was nothing on the agenda for them to speak to. It wasn't like we right. were all showing up to talk on RHAs or all showing up to talk on a spe- specific topic. It was more... Um, give up your afternoon or your morning and come out here and, and, uh, and, and talk about whatever's near and dear to your heart. So I, I thought of two more things. The one's going to drag you guys back into this conversation, but, uh, the other thing I, I would be re- remiss if I did not mention was they did a panel on land conservation and Jennifer Goff, uh, pulled that panel together and I thought it was one of the more incredible things I've seen there because usually you go to FWC, they want to talk about fisheries. Like we're a fishing state first and foremost. Right. So to see them up there with land trusts and talking about land conservation, I was really happy to see that because 
Otto Leopold, I, I quoted him in my public comments, but if you take care of the land, you take care of the water. And I feel like we gloss over that quite a bit in Florida. We, we tend to focus only on the water. So I was happy to see that. But the last thing I wanted to talk about, and I'll bring you guys back in on this a little bit, was um, before they went to general public comments, they had some kids show up from Seminole High School and their teacher brought them. It was a conservation club that the students started this year and their teacher brought them over. And so the commission found out they were there and they gave each student one minute. And I mean, they nailed it down to the second in their mar- remarks, but they spoke on making the scrub Jay, the state bird. Oh, nice. I don't know these kids from Adam. Like I, I have no idea who these kids are, but I was like, that was really a powerful thing to me to see these kids engaged in the process, engaged in this, in kind of the democracy of how this world works to see the commissioners. They sat there and rapidly listened to them and they could have tuned out. They could have gone and gotten coffee or anything else. They, they really listened to what those kids were saying. And, um, I was just really proud of them. Good for them. Good for their teacher. Like, uh, showing up and his name is Christian Cole. And I talked to him for a little while afterwards. I was like, listen, I'm going to see who I can get from the hunting community on board with, with supporting your, your resolution to make the scrub Jay, the state bird. I'm fine with the scrub Jay being the state bird. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Like screw screw the mockingbird. Yeah. The the mockingbirds, the mockingbirds is a state bird of like six other states. Who cares? That's exactly right, Nate. Did you watch the Did you watch the clips from that? Because I think that's exactly what they said. Six other states have the Mockingbird. Well, I just made that up. I just know like several states have it. So, um, and one of the kids said, and I haven't gone back and looked this up, but I, I mean, these are kids. They're doing research. One of the kids said um, that Florida actually doesn't have an official state bird. Somehow, like, we passed a resolution to make it the Mockingbird, but it was never voted on or something. I so, feel like I've heard this before, yeah. So we honestly don't even have a state bird. So um, really cool, though, to see those kids involved. And, you know, I went and talked to him for a little while. The teacher, Mr. Cole, let me go speak to him for a few minutes. And I've spent, you know, an hour or two over the past few days, like I said, trying to draw up some support. And I've offered to write some letters for some nonprofits and stuff and say, Hey, can we get some hunters and fishermen on board with these kids? So that they're not just looking at bird watchers being a part of this. They recognize that yeah. um, we're all conservationists and we're all in Florida together. And it was just really cool about it. Do you have, are you about to weigh in? You look pensive on no, your face. I'm just like taking it all in. It's, it's great. That's, that's great. It was, it was super cool. Do you, have you ever seen a scrub Jay? I have no idea. We need to fix that. There's a you've seen them, haven't you, Nate? I'm oh. sure I have. Yeah. Um, they're they're, they're like a blue. They look kind of like a blue jay, but they don't ooh, have the little crown. They're, pre- they're really pretty. And they have some white, like on their neck area. Yeah, they don't have white on their tail. Is how you can right. you can kind of tell them if you see a blue bird out in the. Um, they are really pretty. They're really gregarious. They live. They're fascinating. Like they live in family groups. Um, most of them you'll see now are banded. And they'll band them like with different color bands so that they can tell them apart. So like, like they'll color code them almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but they stay in family groups and they're they're very susceptible to development. They will not function in development areas. Mm. So um, there used to be several down in Rotunda. Like when we go to Little Gasparilla, there used yeah. to be several in Rotunda. You'd, you'd see them from time to time there. I don't know if they're still there because of the development encroaching, but um. Yeah, that was that was pretty much it. That was the commission meeting, and um, those are the the highlights, big big golden moments from it. I don't think I have anything else. I, I have, 
Are you scouting for turkeys? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I'm, I just haven't had, you know, the time to really get out. And our, our season up here on public land doesn't start till like April 9th. So, Oh, you got um, some time. I got some time. So I think we need some churchy organ music here, like insert some churchy organ music here. But um, I would be remiss if I did not mention that this Saturday is the youth hunt for our zone. So Will, formerly of the two-minute Will, this will be his last youth hunt. So he and my dad are sending it one more time. Um, this is it. I can feel it in my bones. If you're keeping score at home, if you're keeping score at home, he has missed three over the past five seasons, I think. So, and this is a kid that's a good shot. He shoots ducks flying through the air. Yeah, like he's, <laughs> he's doubled on ducks and stuff. Like, and yeah. he's one of Listen. the most awesome players at all the FPS shooter games. Yeah, like his hand-eye coordination is impeccable. But you get that gobbler strutting and gobbling in your face at 20 yards and all that crap goes out the window, I guarantee it. <laughs> well... It's um, a different thing. But, listen, I think this is his year. I know he's practiced. I know he's been working on it. I think uh, I think he's ready to rock. I, I want it more than he wants it, I think. Because I, yeah. I want it for him and dad. Because I've had so many. Listen, if you're a podcast listener, that's redundant if you're listening to this. But if you're a podcast listener and you've reached out to me and you're like, hey, I can help put Will on a turkey. I appreciate that. Like, more than you could ever possibly know. But this has really gotten, it's more about him and my dad going and right. like the memories they're making. And it's, so it's, it's their thing. And I don't want to take that away from my dad. I don't want to take that away from Will. Like that's a memory he'll hold for the rest of his life. So, um, and it sounds like getting on turkeys isn't the problem. Yeah. That hasn't been the issue specifically. So, yeah. um, anyway, it, while every head is bowed, every eye is closed right now and we have the organ benediction music playing, I just would like to ask you all to add will and the turkeys to your to your whatever prayer list that you have t's and p's yeah. yeah because this is just this is just um are you checking i'm gonna check the almanac and see if we're favorable for <laughs> a turkey i don't think that's in there i don't think turkey hunting is in the almanac well, i'm gonna give i'm gonna give it a whirl so, they may have harvesting chicken eggs that's close no not no it's not um, I have not scouted for turkeys. I haven't looked for turkeys. I have not done anything with turkeys. I've been looking at fishing stuff. I'm getting ready to right. put the boat in the water. So uh, tis the season, the most magical time of the year. I would be remiss. Did you see the, no, you didn't see anything cause you're on social media, but a few weeks ago we had, uh, Tiffany Sanders on Tiff and CW are good friends of ours. They hunted with us some this year and, uh, they put on the mud run that benefits yeah. 10, 10 can uh, is the is the nonprofit benefits incredible event? Like they had over two hundred guys show up, or or guys, folks show up. Um, they served lunch to all of them. They raised, I want to say, eleven thousand dollars for ten k. Wow, yeah, it was significant, and that's awesome. It looked like like look at the videos. It was like mud boats just ran for hours. Like you you could just follow mud boats. Like it, the drone footage. It was like it never ended of mud boats, which is like. Pretty, awesome. pretty fun and cool. So we couldn't be there. Even if we could have been there, our boat's not functional to be able to use. Yeah, it was. My tilt and trim is out, so mm. we can't uh we can't get in and out of some stuff. But um no, that's pretty fun. So we're looking we're looking into fishing season. We're looking into 
I guess turkey season. I may sneak into the turkey woods a time or two. It just depends on how the youth hunt goes. But like I said, I'll try to steer clear of that a little bit. Is there anything else that you need to discuss or talk about? We'll be at the fly fishing film tour this coming Saturday. I don't nice. know if there's tickets still available for that, but we'll be at the one in Winter Haven. It's the first time it's ever coming to Winter Haven. Mm-hmm. Winter Haven. Oh, Winter Haven's getting on the map. Where is yeah. it? Where is it at? At the Ritz. Nice, dude. The Ritz coming back. Yeah, like it's it. a great venue for it. So yep. uh, we will we will be there for that. Um, all Florida has kind of, have we secretly launched that? Um, I would call it a, no, no. I would Soft say no opening? Because oh. I was like, oh, maybe we maybe we actually soft launched this, but then I just pulled up the website to check it, and I I broke the homepage. So okay, maybe we'll just give that a, <laughs> like a couple of days. But we've had some members like join. We have we had we've our had first donations come in. Join. We've had some members join, so we have we, awesome. member number one has been taken. So cool. Um, that's really cool. So, uh, excited about that stuff, and, and social media is starting to ramp up on that. You're starting to see some all Florida posts and things like that. Um. I think that's everything. Two ads. First ad, I'm going to drop in right here. Howdy, Cast and Blast Florida listeners. This is Aaron Kendall, host of the NWF Outdoors podcast. And this is Bill Cooksey, co-host. The NWF Outdoors podcast covers hunting and angling conservation issues from across the country with exciting guests covering hunting and fishing stories, conservation policy, and all the issues a sporting conservationist needs to stay informed and entertained. We even had the one and only Travis Thompson as part of our climate series, Vanishing Seasons. For more awesome sporting conservation conversations, check out the NWF Outdoors podcast at nwfoutdoors.org or wherever you get your podcasts. And then we always have to talk about our good friend, Fletcher Hallett, Hallett Insurance, 904-315-5812. Three different people messaged me last week and said, why don't you sing the jingle when Emily's not there? (laughs) (laughs) Y'all. Tell them. No. Travis can't remember the words. No, I can't. There's a good chance I would butcher the lyrics to the Hallett, Hallett, Hallett Insurance. (laughs) Is that the word you were looking for? Yes. The Hallett Insurance <laughs> Jingle. I would butcher the words to it. Yep. He is terrible with song lyrics. I had a whole series on Facebook one year of like Travis misheard song lyrics. And sometimes they pop up in my memories and it's my favorite. But Shh. you know what I heard about Fletcher? What? He has written some of the most favorite famous country music songs of all time. Listen, this is a, a non sequitur or a segue. I'm segueing. Shenandoah on TikTok the other day, cleared up the lyrics to Two Dozen Roses. If I had Two Dozen Roses, Uh is it an old bottle of wine or an older bottle of wine? If I had Two Dozen Mm -hmm. Roses and an old bottle of... Old bottle. What do you think it is, Nate? I think it's old bottle, too. It is older bottle of wine. It's an older bottle of wine. If I had Two Dozen Roses... In an older bottle of wine. That makes that that fits. The syllables fit, but they really older swallowed that little second wine. half of yeah. that word. Anyway, Fletcher yeah. Hallett helped Shenandoah write that song. He did? Yes. Oh my God. You know what else I heard He's about Fletcher Hallett? On that album. He grows prized tomatoes in his backyard garden. Is that true? All growing by the moon. That's true. Does he use the farmer's almanac? 
He does. I heard Fletcher Hallett wrote the weather portion of the Farmer's Almanac. Really? That's why it's so accurate. Wow. I heard Fletcher Hallett helped God design the Florida Scrub Jay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is getting deep now. <laughs> if you are still listening to this, you need to reach out to Hallett Insurance, Fletcher or Caroline, who created Fletcher. <laughs> Either or. It is. It's International Women's Day, the day so, we're recording so this. So people are going around out. Fletcher to get to Caroline. Um, 904-315-5812. You can call him, text him, get him to run your rates and see if he can save you some money. He's happy to do it. Boat, commercial, house, whatever, life. He'll write you a policy. He's the man. So, it, or you could also send him an email, fhallett at hallettends.com. Emily, if they wanted to know how to spell Hallett, how would they do so? Double the L's and double the T's. Hallett for all your insurance needs. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. That was so soft. It was so soft. Yeah. All right, Nate, can I tell you something weird? Like when I do these by myself, because we're, we're kind of on a rotation. Like, right. You, and by the way, we haven't picked on Emily for not being on the last two podcasts. You've I'm got saying, a lot of heat. Recently I get all the heat for that. I get all the heat for that. You've been on 67% of the last three weeks. And Emily has been on 33% of the last three weeks. And I just, mm. I, I'm just pointing that out, like, between you two. Noted. Okay, I can't create attention there. It's hard to create tension with Nate because he's such a peacemaker on this stuff. I know. Like, he just doesn't ever Oh, are you engage. trying to pit me and Nate against yes, each other? Yes, that's what I was trying to do. I was trying no. to get you guys mad at each no, other. No, and I can't. because both of us have, that's like the power exchange becomes unbalanced. We have to both stay pitted against you all the time because you're such a mess. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'll buy that. Anyway, whenever I try to close out the show by myself, I have no conviction when I say the stay woke. Like that's one thing that <laughs> I admire so is that Nate always has conviction when he says it. Like it's always like impassioned and from the heart. So with all of that said, thank you guys for listening. Hope everybody has a great week and stay woke. <laughs> <laughs>